We continue with this epiphany season. Follow our Lord as he goes about instituting his public ministry. Today we listen to the Gospels, part of the Sermon on the Mount. Just a couple of short verses, but very important ones. Today we follow divine service setting up.
Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have not done done. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you and for his sake, forgive you all your sins as a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And now we turn to our intro for the day. There we read responsibly. Teach me your statutes. Blessed are you, O Lord. How can a young man keep his way pure? With my whole heart I seek you. I have stored up your word in my heart. Blessed are you, O Lord. With my lips I declare. You are the way in the way of your testimonies I delight. I will meditate on your precepts. I will delight in your statutes. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. We continue with the Kyrie. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for your salvation, for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord.
keep your family, the church continually in the true faith, that relying on the hope of your heavenly grace, we may ever be defended by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and Of this age, 
coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they did, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Spirit reaches all things, searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is Now we rise and send them out of the
Grace, mercy, and peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God that I share with you is the first part of our gospel lesson today. That's verses 13 through 16, and that being talking about salt and light. Now I ask you to pray with me. Lord, thank you for calling us and making us yours and giving us the gift of faith, giving us the gift of being a light to the world and being the salt of the earth. Help us to live these things each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. like to tell you a story. I think I may have told you this. Some of you have heard it before, obviously. It has to do with an event that happened while my wife and I were at seminary. And I always say my wife and I because she earned her PhD putting hubby through. And that's what she did for the first 10 years of our marriage. That's what she was about, as well as having five children. But one year at, while we were at seminary, one of the major growers and producers of vegetables in the area decided to give a donation to the seminary. It was a dump truck full of green beans. And it was dumped on the driveway of one of the seminarians' homes. And everybody was made note of it and invited to come and get as many as you wanted. And so we went with several big grocery bags and filled them up with green beans and took them home. Now having never canned vegetables in our lives, we decided to can green beans. And so we went and got port mason jars and everything, all the materials that we would need to can up green beans. And I, th I don't know how many dozen jars we had. And we put them down in the basement there to keep them until it was time in the winter time to have green beans. Well, several weeks went by and all of a sudden we heard some popping. And we went down and looked and here all of the lids started to pop open. While we went back to the recipe and read and looked. One thing was left out of the process. Salt. I don't know what the salt did, but we know that we didn't put it in and we figured that's what caused the beans to ferment. 
and so they weren't any good, and so we didn't have green beans in the middle of the winter. It was only a small amount of salt for each quart jar. I think it was a, maybe a quarter teaspoon. I'm not sure. But because it wasn't there, the beans spoiled. Salt has been an item that has been in use in our world since it began. A little bit of salt is very good. It adds flavor to things. When I was in the service, when we were in the South Pacific, we were given salt tablets to take because we were perspiring so much that we needed to restore some of the, the salt that was also coming out with our perspiration. Salt has done many things. It has been used for preserving foods, obviously. It has been used as bartering. It has been used as an item to be showing tribute to somebody. It has been used to purify water. I'm sure many of you have water softeners. What do you use in softener but to clean out the mechanism so that it will take out the, the commodities that are causing the water to be hard? Salt. In 2 Kings chapter 2, the king took salt and poured it into a a pond, and he declared the pond to be healed. In Genesis chapter 19, this is when Lot and his family were fleeing from Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's wife turned back to look at what was happening, and she was turned into a pillar of salt. In Numbers chapter 18, it was a covenant of salt. In Leviticus chapter 2, salt was put into grain offerings to season it. Salt has been used throughout scripture. And how many times have you heard the phrase, being the salt of the earth? What do you understand about that? What does that mean? If you're the salt of the earth, what are you? What are you doing? We hear it and we think about it, but we don't really grab it too well. When I was in the service in the Navy, the older Shipmates were sometimes called old salts. I don't think it had anything to do with, with the scriptures or with God, but rather that they were just sort of gruff and so on. So salt has a lot of different pictures. But here Jesus said, 
you are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its taste, how shall it, the saltiness be restored? Well, here Jesus was basically talking about the salt that they had at that time. And that salt was primarily from the Dead Sea or from the Mediterranean. It was sea salt. And sea salt does, after a time, loses its saltiness. It starts to get rancid. Yes, salt can be very good, and it's important. So how are we the salt of the earth? We bring ourselves into our relationship with other people, and we help them to see things and know things about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is important because otherwise, if we're not adding ourselves into the lives of others, people are missing and not knowing about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're not sitting there on the side and not doing anything, but rather we're being a catalyst or a something that is causing something to happen. That's what salt does. It adds flavor, it treats things, it cleans things, it does a lot of things, doesn't it? So being salty is good. And this is what Jesus says to his, said to his disciples, but he said it this way, you are the salt of the earth. Through faith in Christ, through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we are gifted to be a catalyst, a, a thing that works to make things happen. If we weren't, we would be causing nothing. But here Jesus is saying that his disciples were there doing something, making something happen. Just as the other part of this text talks about another item, something that we take very for granted as well, a light. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a, a basket or a bowl, but on it a stand so that it will light everything. How many of you haven't done this? There's a power outage. And inadvertently you walk into the room and you reach over and flip the light switch. And you say, oh yeah, right, there's no power. You take it so for granted that it's going to be there. And yet one little candle can do so much. I've told this story as well. One year we were on vacation and we were out in the Custer National Park area of South Dakota. 
and there is a cave there called the Wind Caves. And we took our children there and went on the tour of the caves, and they took us into this one large room, and the guide went over to a place, and he turned off the lights. It was very, very dark. And then he took a candle and he set it up on a stone that was by him and he lit it. And that one little candle put out enough light in that room so you could see things, not brightly, but you could see things. One little candle. And this too is what Jesus was telling his disciples to be a light to the world. In other words, to share the light of God in Jesus Christ with all around us. Let the world see him through our behavior, how we act and live. This is what he was telling his disciples that he, they would do because he didn't say anything about their doing. He said, you are the light of the world. He didn't say, well, if you do this, then you will be. No, he just said, you are the light of the world. Well, how do we become the light of the world? It is by God's action. He created this faith in us. He called us to be his. He made us alive in Christ through the washing of holy baptism through the power of the Holy Spirit. He made us the light of the world. But of course, if we take that light and put it under a bowl, as it says, what good is it? Who sees it? Whose benefit is it? There from it. Nobody. And so here he was telling his disciples that they are and will be the light of the world. And so he has made us the same through the power of the Holy Spirit. He has made us alive in Jesus Christ. And he wants us to be a light to everybody around us by our actions, by our lives, by how we live. That's what he's working and creating in all of us. To be a light, to be salty, that others may know Jesus Christ, that they may be brought to faith and know him as their Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. What a wonderful gift to make us the light of the world. Like I say, one little candle can give out so much light. You might think, well, I'm just one little person. How can I be of any benefit? One little candle can light up the life of someone. By sharing Christ our Savior with others, by 
living our lives and reflecting and living as a child of God, we are given that gift to give to others. So let's let our light shine. Let's be salty people so that the world may know what's going on. So that they may know of God's love and forgiveness through his son, Jesus Christ. So people may know and be brought to faith in him. May you be salty people and bright candles shining every day in every way that you live and act and share what's going on in you. This is what this is all about. And so we pray. Lord Jesus, help me to be good salt and a shining light wherever I am. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God that goes far beyond our human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he comes again. And now we rise and join in confessing our Christian faith to God and to one another in the words of the Nicene Creed on page 158 and also on the back cover of our hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We continue in prayer. In our prayers this morning, we remember and ask God be with our 
families, loved ones, and friends. Tom and Joan and Jack, Jim, Gabby, Christy, Marge, Peg, Kurt, Stan, Harriet, Marilyn, Mike, Annabelle, Ken, Carl, Kathy Ann, Gigi, and all of those that may be on our hearts and minds. And so we pray. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and in Jesus Christ and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, you delight to loose the bonds of wickedness and undo the straps of the heavy yoke that free from sin's bondage we may gladly receive your blessings. Preserve us from the lie that you are a cruel oppressor. Give us thankful hearts to rejoice that you are the giver of all good gifts. Merciful God, preserve your church by your life-giving word. Open the lips of pastors to declare your just decrees and store them up in the hearts of your people that we may delight in your promises and abound in good works. O Lord, give wisdom and courage to parents as they teach their children your ways. Make our homes havens of peace in a quarrelsome, self-seeking world. Heavenly Father, you declare that a young man may keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word. Protect children and youth against the siren calls of the, the devil, the world, and their own sinful flesh. Grant delight in your testimonies as much as in all riches. Almighty God, according to your wisdom, you establish rules of this age for a time. Remember Joseph and all who are in office. Guide them, lead them, that they may carry out their jobs guided by your wisdom. Holy Father, cause healing to spring up speedily for the sake of your, your Son. Have mercy upon those who suffer afflictions of sin in mind and body. Where you permit trial to remain, preserve your people in faith until the day when your light breaks forth like a new dawn. Lord, be with all of our loved ones. Give healing and comfort and strength to their bodies as you continue to give them peace and strength to their spirit. Guide and direct the doctors and nurses and all the medical teams as they work to bring healing to suffering bodies by using the gifts and talents you have given them. O oh God, in Christ, your righteousness goes before us and your glory is our rear guard. Answer our pleas for mercy this day in the gift of Christ's body and blood, and prepare us all to commune to receive him worthily and joyfully. Lord God, Heavenly Father, send forth your Holy Spirit that delivered from the spirit of this world, we may hold fast in faith what you freely give us. 
through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, our Lord. And now we are going to receive our offerings. You may be seated. And we are going to pass the offering place as we did and used to do some time before. So the ushers will come forward to receive the offering. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we bring gifts of thanksgiving and praise from the bounty that you shower upon us. Take them, Lord, and use them that through them this good news of your love and forgiveness may be shed and walked to all the world. In Jesus' name we pray.
we continue with the sermon service of the sacrament. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Yeah. 
Christ shed for you for the remission of your sins. And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you for life everlasting. Be part of your service. Savior Jesus Christ. 
And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve the life everlasting. Depart in his peace. Shed for you. And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you unto life everlasting. Depart in his peace. We rise and join in singing the post-communion candle. Shine upon you and be 
Lord will come with faith. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.